Do you know someone who is reckless or careless? Maybe someone who brags that can't back it up. Are you willing to take shots at them? Then this is the show for you. Welcome to Cowboy Season. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another installment of the Cowboy Season podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media and also hosted by me, Matty Ice, and with Cleve. How you doing, buddy? Good. What's going on? I know we're talking offline about the pollen. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I always say, you know, if I was superhero and my weakness is pollen, probably get my ass kicked today. Uh, is that is that if you were a comic book character? Is that your uh, Lex Luthor? Uh, that, your that's Joker? my kryptonite. Your yeah, kryptonite. that's my that's my kryptonite. I I mean, my eyes are watering right now. Um, usually, if I'm congested, my nose is dripping like full cold core. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it's actually funny you say that because I think was it was it Chris who told you about. Uh, here in the D.C. area when they made decisions about what kind of trees they were going to plant in the area yeah. like 200 we... friggin' years ago. Uh, they put too many dudes, and uh, that's what <laughs> causes the pollen to be such a bad thing. Yeah, I think she mentioned something like that, which makes a lot of sense because we're stupid. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Actually, a, a dude is going to be my cowboy of the week this week, um, <laughs> which... I think uh, we've been mostly dudes. I think we've had a couple of a couple of women, so we've we've been sparing them because I think women, in some fashions, are a lot smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to to ask you a couple things. Uh, you are a man who likes to collect. Uh, you are mm-hmm. a collector of things, and you once told me in one of our gym sessions that everybody collects something. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to to get into collecting a little bit because the 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 economy that we live in now this pandemic economy that is going to stick around i think for quite a while has shifted a little bit where people are doing so much more i feel like collecting than they ever have Mm -hmm. um and you even talked about how many amazon purchases you made over the pandemic oh yeah just like blown away with how many you made and while they're not uh you know things that you buy frivolously they're things that you need uh Mm -hmm. it just it just stuck out at you so uh, before we get started, what uh, what are some things that you like to collect? And I guess, where did you kind of develop this philosophy that people in general or humans in general are collectors by nature? Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's the old hunter-gatherer thing, I guess. Uh, when you go back to ancient man, um, you know, someone in their, in their pursuit of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, they kind of found things that they like to do, like, you know, whether they're collecting coins or stamps or... Um, mugs. My sister, uh, one of my sisters, she, every state she's gone to, um, she has like a mug, like a, you know, a mug from, um, and then that kind of gravitated to not only mugs, but the, the bear, there's like these teddy bears that each state produces, uh, usually really? on the, on the foot. Yeah. The foot of the teddy bear, like the, you know, little foot or whatever There's like the, no. the shape of the state. And then like, you know, whatever it is. So she has like a massive collection of, of um of uh well her her and my mom have mugs and then um she now has these teddy bears and dolls that she collects and it's i was asked like why do you you know why do you do it and she's like oh, it's something i like to do it's you know I, you get a few of them and then all of a sudden you got to complete the collection plus it also keeps track of how many states you've actually been to in the united states like i've only been to probably 11 out of the 52 like, which is crazy but there's some places i don't 
want to go for obvious reasons. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same <laughs> it's just, boat. It's just like the Midwest, anyone from the Midwest listening, um, don't t- take this the wrong way. There's nothing really in the Midwest that I want to see um, other than have some barbecue. But other than that, no. So I collect um, a few different things. But one of, one of my first collections or I guess first collecting things that I got into was old martial arts movies. Anyone that knows me knows me. Um, I love old school martial arts movies. And when I say old school, I'm talking like golden era, late, uh, mid to late 70s. Uh, throughout the 80s, early 90s. Um, after that, I kind of don't care for it because um, a lot of wire work and CGI, just ridiculous CGI where you're like, okay, this is a bit much. But uh, I have some things from the Run Run Shaw, which are these two brothers. Uh, I think Run Run died like a few years ago, but he was like over 100 years old when he died. But they they were the cultivators of like the Five Deadly Venoms, to name a few. But they have, you know, some classic martial arts movies. So I have stuff that a lot of people don't have. And I have stuff that's still eluding me that I'm trying. I'm sorry, I don't have stuff that's eluding me that I, I keep checking eBay and things like that. But every once in a while, I'll throw a movie on eBay or something to kind of see what I can fetch for it. Um, I might have paid $5 at a flea market. And that movie is now worth 450 bucks somewhere. So um, won't part with it, <laughs> more or less. Less God forbid is an emergency, but um, that's one of the things I like. I've gotten into collecting silver coins now since the pandemic, and that's more of a monetary kind of financial lucrative thing that I've been doing. I got a couple of gold bars as well. Uh, those are very hard to get, but if you get some, obviously it's a great thing. But those are a couple of things, and I've gotten to Marvel uh, action figures a little while ago, but that's I'm still very, very early in that. I only got maybe 15 right now. But I have my eye on a few that I want to get. And again, it has to make sense for me uh, financially. It has to make sense that you can afford um, your habit, basically, because um, uh, video games is another I like. And that's a very expensive habit for me. Well, of, of late, not so much. But early in my life, I, I have games that I probably have four or $5,000 worth of games, which is kind of ridiculous. Do you think you've di- you've differentiated to me? I think when I first came on the manual and you talked about one of my collections, um, it was sneakers, and you mm-hmm. talked about how there are people who use theirs as a currency, um, mm-hmm. and you kind of differentiated between that. And I I've de- de- delved into excuse me uh, into that concept a little bit, and I've realized that you're very right, at least in that regard, um, of the stuff that you're collecting. So you you I, what I picked up on is that you're collecting things that are have different value to you. Like Correct. the go- silver coins, gold bars is obviously a uh, an investment. You're looking to invest mm-hmm. in your future. Whereas these martial arts films, you're not looking to use them as collateral to pay off anything. You're mm. looking to have them, whether they're worth a thousand dollars or you know a dollar, it's the value, the intrinsic value of them to you as a martial arts as a martial arts fan, as a you know a fight fan, and that's what it is for you. Um, yes. What do you think is the if you had to, if you if if somebody came to you and said um you know i'm gonna pay you for whatever it is and like and what of your current collection do you feel has the most currency value even if that's not what you're intending to use it well the well definitely the martial arts um stuff um because of the time that it was made now obviously um, i was born in, in the mid 70s some of these movies were made right around when i was born and after obviously so the nostalgic value of of them 
are is priceless because I I used to be in forums. This is before social media really got to be social media. Like there were blogs. Remember the blogs mm-hmm. back of in the course. day. Mm-hmm. So uh, on on those blogs, it's be interesting exchange, exchanges about what what you have, what you don't have, and you know it's like the Pokemon craze back in the day where someone would have a card, you're like, oh my god, you got one of those, and the guy was like, you, I will never part with this unless you know I have to give, I have to buy a kidney or something like that. But um, out of out of my collection, there's probably maybe maybe a handful less than 10 that I I would part with um, that would bring me some good money. Um, but outside of that, it's, that would be like a last resort thing to me to say, well, I want to, I want to get rid of this. Cause it's, it's the nostalgic value of them is way more than money to me. Cause it's like, it takes me back to my childhood, like really my childhood, like Saturday afternoons before watching boxing, I watched martial arts theater, which was like, you know, the shit back then. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm kind of in the same boat. So the first thing that I started collecting was baseball cards. Uh, I was okay. a huge baseball fan when I was a kid. And my dad uh, wanted, you know, he, he knew that I liked them, but he saw them as an investment at the time. It's okay. funny how things change because that has completely tanked where, um, you know, I, I don't know, you, you and I grew up in similar times where you, things like trading baseball cards, trading action figures with friends in the neighborhood, like that kind of stuff took place. And it Mm -hmm. was like, oh, you have this, you know, I'll trade you, you know, this card for this card and you could kind of do that. And it felt so innocent at the time. Like, oh, you want, you know, my Ken Griffey Jr. card Well, give me your Mark McGuire card and I'll, you know, I'll trade it like that. Right. And Mm -hmm. nowadays I feel like collecting has evolved into something that is so monetized, but also I would say it's very toxic these days. Like a lot of people are collecting. I feel as if the, um, the innocence around it. And I don't know if it's because it's adults that are trading in it now. And, you know, when you're a kid, it feels a little bit different. But um, I don't know, like in the sneaker world, it's very toxic for many different reasons. And I would assume, well, and, and with with sneakers, it's a little different because there's new stuff coming out all the time. Like people have new things to grab to add to the collection. So the currency is continuing to be reprinted, whereas the martial arts films, they're not making them the way that they used to. That nostalgic right. value for you is different so i would assume that there's toxicity in the um you know collecting of it of the old ones trying to buy them you know getting people to like scamming people is that something that exists in that world oh yeah i mean um i mean you're talking uh when i say collection and i guess i could specify here i'm like i have so in my collection and this is because of the scarcity of certain things i have vhs stuff Nice. VHS guys for anyone under the age of probably 25 VHS was something long before um DVDs which again are also an ancient thing because now everything is streamed and so there's a whole generation of people that do not know of what I'm saying right now um and so between the DVDs and the VHS recordings um you know the, the quality of your of your of your film is also uh, a point of contention, I guess, because you know you sell some someone a film that was probably ten bucks when it came out, mm-hmm. and you sold it for an upwards of six hundred, seven hundred bucks. If if it's that that scarce, the quality might not be up to snuff. Um, a lot of a lot of what people are doing or did uh, as of fifteen years ago were remember those. Um, those dvd converters like you convert vhs to dvd Mm -hmm. 
so sure. they were so they were doing that which it took away the the authenticity of the actual product but it gave yeah. you a digital copy that you know again it was for nostalgic versus mm-hmm. like the original box it came in and the original packaging and all that kind of stuff because that's also a collector's as well uh if you if if people watch shows like american pickers or yep. um or store, storage wars you kind of see where what matt's talking about um when it comes to the toxic environment that it creates because something that people think may may be valuable it's really not or they're undercutting you saying hey well i can i can find one like it if i look hard enough but since you have one in front of you i'll give you an offer right now so i'll give you 200 bucks right now i know it can go for double that but are you willing to do the legwork to go find that and meet a, a seller that's going to part with it so but i have it right now in front of me so do you want it now yeah and we kind of we kind of came up on that a little bit uh when we went to that convention together and yeah. you had those guys who were there trying to make some money off of the the resale market and they're trying to you know they're like well i have it in hand right now and it's like yeah. yeah well is it is it worth a hundred dollars for you having it in hand when i can just be patient and wait and get the same product actually you could theoretically get a better product because you're getting it authenticated before you ever get it so like those things do matter but the reason why i kind of bring this up is because i had two incidences recently one i asked somebody like you know you know you're a collector of things like what do you collect and he was like he doesn't collect things. It's why I asked him this because you hypothesize that everybody collects something. And then it dawned yeah. on him like a few days later, he's like, I collect knowledge. Like he is a sponge. He co- He's constantly looking at YouTube videos, learning how people do things, right? Learning about the environment, just everything. He's constantly soaking everything up. And I thought, you know, that's a currency that a lot of people don't traffic in nearly as much. And you kind of do traffic in it because you say you collect acronyms after your name because mm-hmm. you want because you want the but you want the knowledge that goes with it the recognition that goes with it because in your profession it matters that's a currency mm-hmm. that really matters where like mm-hmm. when you, you you've talked about going to the gym that you work at and the people who don't have these things are making you know just as much money as you are but you provide so much of a better service because you have taken mm-hmm. the time to better understand what goes into being a good personal trainer or whatever mm-hmm. but is there something to the material aspect the real aspect of having it because nowadays collecting is turning digital to where people are collecting digital objects i mean we've seen that coming down the road anyway where your parents probably had an a record collection i would assume yeah yeah my parents my mom still do now people people that are our age if we love music we kind of always have eyed our parents record collection because you're like even it doesn't matter if it's worth anything it might be but it's like they don't make music that way anymore and you talked about vhs versus the the new thing now so many people love the record because it 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 gives you a listening experience that is unlike anything that's ever been made the crackling Mm -hmm. right and like turning it over like that whole thing and they're kind of going back to that but it's not the same thing they're making vinyl now but it doesn't sound the same because the technology was so much shittier (laughs) back in the 70s and 80s Mm-hmm. right and like we eye those things and there's a fine there is like a a tangibility to it you can touch it you can feel it you can look at it like if you if you know if you were to inherit that it would be something that you could physically look at and now mm-hmm. we're moving digital albums are digital uh you know video games are going digital no longer are we getting yeah. you remember we used to get big thick booklets on exactly how to play the game all the buttons yeah. that you could do 
now they just have a little piece of paper in there and whatever because it's all online yeah. mm-hmm. how how much of that because there there's these things now that are called nfts or non-fungible tokens and it's essentially like a baseball card like if you trade one baseball card for another neither of them are the same right one is a different instance than the other and that's kind of what they're getting at but they've even gotten to the point now where that this thing called nba top shot i'm not sure if you've heard of it but they're essentially selling player highlights as these non-fungible tokens now so you can wow. buy a lebron james dunk and you're the only person who owns the highlight of that and it sold for two hundred thousand dollars wow i mean okay so obviously this is i'm learning something right now <laughs> yeah so so if the game is being televised obviously it's the it's the intellectual property and physical property of said yeah. nba uh and someone there's a highlight in the game obviously lebron you know alley-oop whatever so how does that how how does a person a person buys it from the nba like how does how, how would they get it the nba has essentially partnered with a um a company that is doing cryptocurrency essentially right now and it's called a blockchain and it's kind of like a keychain. Yeah. and so mm-hmm. right they are they're they've partnered with these companies to do this nike has done the same thing where they are now they have now copyrighted the idea of attaching a pair of sneakers as a nft or like a crypto pair of sneakers so you would own the instance of that like a specific instance of that instead of actually owning the pair of shoes and i think the nba has partnered with this because there is a huge market for it to the point where basically you are going in there and you're trying to buy it and it's almost like you can go and sell it off again like wow now you now have a piece of quote-unquote history and you can go and sell this thing and people are lining up out the door and i wonder to myself is this a collector's market that's going to crash because you don't really own anything like yeah i don't i i guess i don't understand it because as somebody who does collect something tangible something that i can wear something that i can utilize that other you know that i recognize i don't know if i see any value in owning a an alley-oop from lebron james that's in like an electronic format like it's very Mm. odd to me and i wanted to get your thoughts on it even though you're just learning about it now but this idea of moving to all this digital stuff i mean does that take away the the fun of collecting yeah i i would say that and obviously i think i now i i'm kind of drawing some i'm sorry drawing some parallels here so uh there's a and again we don't get paid to do this i'm not going to plug someone i'm just going to mention this um so there's there's a few websites and also on on Groupon, which Groupon's Groupon, you can buy land on Mars and land on the moon. Like you mm-hmm. can buy like a little plot, lot and block, lot and block. I'm um, a shit you not. Yeah. And you literally you literally own this thing um, with the. For, it's like it's a novelty thing right now, but they're they're inching towards like if there's colonization on Mars or the moon, where you actually own property and property can be. Uh, bought and sold just as you do like a real estate transaction yep. on earth so you physically will probably never see this property <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever but you own a lot and block you own a, a a a plot on on the thing so yeah it takes away to for me because again i i like tangible things that i can touch and feel and and get you know i can bequeath to someone i, I guess mm-hmm. in, in years to come but it's like you know at some point uh, it takes the fun out of it. Takes the fun out of it. It's like again, touching a baseball card and giving it to you, giving it to me. Or we have our, you know, remember those like packets that they came in, like the plastic yeah. packets, oh, and mm-hmm. we're going through these big binders looking for stuff. Um, it takes me. to me. It t- yeah, it takes the it takes the fun out of it for me because um, 
if anyone's been to a live sporting event, it's a lot different from the actual, like watching it on TV. Like, you know, yeah. as much as we all love football, at some point in my life, you know, I would want to go to a Super Bowl, experience being in the stadium, even if I'm not rooting for a particular team, just being in the stadium, experiencing that. So yes. um, I think with what I'm trying to say is that collecting is an experience. Like, you know, if you're collecting stamps, if you're collecting coins, um, holding this actual thing it, to me it feels like you you more so own it um it's like how, how the how the old person that doesn't want to put money in the bank you know put it under the mattress like because they're like oh i have my money here i'm like yeah but your money's in the bank too but the bank can crash like that can happen the bank can seize my money but i have my but i'm like your house can burn down god forbid and then your money mm -hmm. gets burnt well, burnt up with it so obviously you know i'm being stupid here but i just look at it like from a collecting standpoint you know uh, some of us like to still, you know, like to hold and experience the the art of the deal, so to speak, you know, as you're as you're trading and, and, and engaging in that kind of thing, you know. Well, I have a good example of one that might interest you. Uh, so what's your favorite video game of all time? Shit, of all time? That's pretty. Or maybe not all time, but let's 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 say one of your favorite games ever. Um. Believe it or not, probably not. People people probably never heard of this. It's called Backbreaker Football. Okay, so that's actually fine because apparently they are selling like for video gaming specifically. It, you talked about selling plots of land on Mars, so apparently you can buy like a digital plot of land in a game that the game developers don't own. You own it, and you can essentially do whatever you want with it. So wow. it's like you could essentially buy. A stadium right in backbreaker football and do whatever you want with it you could make wow. it look whatever you want and that's a digital one that i wondered if that was intriguing to you because while mm -hmm. it takes the fun away from it you do love video games and so the idea of sort of like being an nfl owner within backbreaker football and being able to make the stadium do all that kind of stuff like that to me seems so much more fun than owning a dunk that i could go on youtube and find yeah i mean now that you mention something like that think of um you know if anyone out there is, are gamers like matt and i are think of a game like um uh, just cause where there's like a million literally a million miles in the game like a million yeah miles so that you can actually own an island you can own a mm -hmm. section of a map um same thing like minecraft i guess you know for some of the younger people yeah that, that i think that's actually pretty cool that you can own something in the game like think of uh, san andreas um yeah. you know uh grand theft auto where you can own a part of california like well you know we know it's california but own a part of uh san andreas or whatever it is it's, that's kind of cool man i think that's that's actually fun i would yeah, be in something the, like that and the whole idea is like obviously a digital copy of something you can you can recreate over and over you can copy it many many times like this episode somebody can take it and publish it somewhere else and keep recreating it but the idea of the nft is that even if it's digital because one thing that's really big right now is like digital art so like an artist does a painting and they essentially make it like a digital painting so to speak so you own but like you can't copy it it's like your own thing and that's where I, I like I'm struggling with how that works because in the digital world every, nothing is finite like everything is is all over the place like it has infinite yeah. places that it can go and it's like how do you make a dunk by LeBron James not something copyable when as you pointed out 
it's a highlight in the game like anybody can go yeah. access that highlight yeah and so how is how is that worth two hundred thousand dollars and what well, kind of currency is involved there like i just i'm struggling with well, it because i don't maybe i'm too old well well think of i guess and again i'm trying to draw a parallel here because it's new information for me um yeah. think of think of paris hill paris hilton i think she copyrighted the word hot or trademarked the word hot you know yeah. like something okay. like that it's like it's it's something that every time it's it's used you know the i think the only one uncopyrighted thing that you can never own is mm -hmm. happy is some happy birthday um yeah. because because whoever owns it or whatever it's you know so like i was always wondered why if i go to like Chili's or whatever they sing like a stupid version of it and i'm like just sing the goddamn happy birthday song it's like we really can't do that so they have to mm -hmm. happy happy you know they, they they fuck it up and i'm like okay i understand now that you just really can't do that but um i always i always think about and this is just me as a person i was i so i keep cash in the car and every friend that i have i always tell them like keep cash in your car like keep a hundred bucks whatever in the ashtray or tucked in the visor or something like that and it's like why and i'm like because cash is until cash is not being made anymore it's king mm -hmm. so you you're driving through rural fucked up usa somewhere and you're you're in need of gas you, you find the only gas station within 100 miles and they're like well we don't use our systems are down or we don't use electronics because we don't get signals out here it's cash and you're like fuck i got all these credit cards i got three fucking different bank cards on me and i'm like but I got cash. I can use the cash. So I always, I always say that. Um, before uh, going back, probably centuries, uh, things were collected and things were used to barter. Um, mm -hmm. In that, in our digital age, is obviously the age that we live in. But it just, it just doesn't to me. If everything just goes away, if there, if systems go down, then you own nothing. You own nothing. You know, if it doesn't mm -hmm. exist anymore, if it crashes or whatever it is, it's why like in the um, the rules of the Geneva Convention in, in, in matters of war that you don't destroy museums, you don't destroy hospitals and schools like those. Those are the things where you can actually put targets in those places because you're not supposed to bomb a museum. You know, I remember when they were attacking um, when we were invaded. I'm sorry, when we were responding to the invasion of Kuwait and Iraq was the target that they were they were kind of like um given time to secure their national treasures because mm -hmm. again you know it's it's not that it's not that situation that's that's in the war situation it's the it's the governments that are at war but if you wipe away if you blow up their museum and you wipe away persian culture history for for many millennia it's like okay so these things are are were owned and collected for a reason now they're gone so that's how I look at, I'm not anti-digital age because obviously that's where we're headed, but I, I am, am still tangible. We don't live in a digital house, you know? <laughs> you live in a, a house that is four walls around you and certain things you may have to, may have to touch and feel, so. You know, it's uh, moving on to, to something related. You Something that you mentioned kind of clicked with me. Um, you talked about the cultures and things like that and i think there's an idea of a priceless commodity where things are priceless and one of the things i think americans in general lack is if they have never left this country 
we don't we in this country don't really understand history in the same way culture because our history is hundreds of years old but when you go to europe when you go to these countries that have thousands of years of history like it dawned on me i when i went to the vatican and now i'm not a religious person but i can understand what i'm seeing there and i think it was my mom who said it she's like if terrorists ever bombed this like we'd never be able to get this back this yeah. is not something that you can recreate yeah and even with all the gold all over the place in there right it's like you're right saint peter's basilica is a is it in and of itself irreplaceable it's like when the fire at notre dame two years ago and it's like, oh yeah we'll that was never huge. get that never that get that huge. back yeah that's huge. everything that is lost is never get it back and do you feel like we don't have that sense in this country that we are too focused on america america first and all this but we really don't understand that our place in the history of this country is so much smaller compared to what else yeah we have. that was a that was a great that was a great point you made. Like, think of, I, I mean, and I'm drawing straws here, reaching for straws here. You know, I don't know what the oldest school in America is. University-wise, I don't know what the oldest um, is. But the second oldest in the world is Oxford, 1048. Mm -hmm. 1048. Yeah. We're in 2021. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 1048. And before that, there was University of Timbuktu, which is which predates, you know, that's that's uh, uh, what I guess they call it BCE now, whatever, it, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, you make a great point. You know, that is something that is it's the collections that are in those places. Right. The collections of of artifacts, uh, of paintings, of currency, of or you know furniture whatever it is those things cannot be digitalized those things cannot be like i don't even know if anyone on the planet can buy something like can buy that property i don't think you know? so yeah I, I, you know yeah there's certain things that some people just can't buy so like, oh it's not for sale i'm like well it's because i can afford it no given how old this thing is there's no way you can even afford it like you would you would need 50 of you 50 jeff bezos is to buy this thing like you need you need that kind of money and you know i, I just often look at that um you know we, we're kind of swimming around in the deep end here but like i look at like um uh bill gates and the sultans of, of brunei right mm -hmm. uh two brothers or a set of brothers the sultans and Bill Gates amassed his future within his lifetime, like within how long he's been alive. The Sultans, there's a 600 year run with that money. Mm -hmm. They just keep so they have, passed down. Yeah, so yeah. they have 600 year run where they have things that they've collected over time um, that are that are worth more, just worth as what Bill Gates has collected in his lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, they said, okay, Michael Jackson had bought the Beatles catalog, right? I think he paid 90 million for it or whatever it was at the time. So, like, he bought the catalog or whatever, um, which is crazy that that he was able to buy that. And no mm -hmm. one else owned it. That that, that blew my mind. Um, but you look at someone who collected that, right? You think that they, they would want to digitalize that? They're like, no, I want this catalog. I, I want these albums. I want whatever it is. Obviously, like there's probably some sort of digital component to it. But mm -hmm. again, it's like I those albums, though those masters, I own them and they're in a vault somewhere for 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 times to come. Think of um, I think it was Nas. I forgot who else's album was put into this, but 
the the um the library of uh, I always say this wrong. What's the library? Of, yeah, library of Congress. Yeah. So so they they've archived his album Illmatic. They've archived mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. a national treasure now. And you think of like the collections of these things that are in the in that collection. It's, it's typically uh, I explained this to my daughter years ago. She's like, well, what is the what is like what is the national i mean what is the uh, library of congress for and i was like it's essentially a time capsule we get wiped away and that's sitting somewhere another whatever another uh being or whatever they can they can kind of see what we had or what we thought was valuable or whatever it is yeah yeah so you know again those things are collectibles and they're in a uh, some of them obviously are digitalized now, but I'm pretty sure there's things that in that are in there that they're not going to touch. They're not going to digitalize a King James Bible. Like if it's like mm-hmm. an old Bible from like hundreds of years ago, they're like, well, the Bible is going to have to just be in there yeah. versus a digital copy of it. It doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah. And it's funny. You bring up a when you were talking, it made me think about the sultans and think about how different the U.S. is now. The U.S is thought of as like this superpower because we have we have amassed a lot of power and a lot of wealth in a much shorter amount of time than a lot of these other countries that we're speaking to but also culturally we're much different we're capitalists we're mm-hmm. trying to capitalize for lack of a better word on these things and i wonder to myself if the history of it is less important because like we tend to focus on the history and things recently like you know confederate statues you know, slavery not being that long ago, things of that nature. And you think mm-hmm. it really wasn't that long ago that this took place. But like our president is our our leader. And yet think about all the stuff that isn't passed down from president to president. Like you get a four to eight year window and then somebody else comes in. And where these sultans have amassed, like the, the sultans are not individuals. They're part of this larger idea of the rulers of this country. Say what you want about their politics and how they treat people. Mm-hmm. But like, and they're collecting these things and like every sultan inherits this as they go forth every president inherits the white house but the white house doesn't really belong to the president you know what, I'm, you, you see what yes, I mean? it's the people's house as they as they affectionately like to say it's people's house yeah except for the last four years but yeah. uh, <laughs> but you see what i mean like we in america are collecting all of these i don't want to say incorrect things but we don't have the same kind of history in our museums we don't have the same reverence for these things whereas i just remember being blown away going to these european countries where like this suit of armor is two thousand years old like it's two thousand years old and people were like it's so tiny and i was like well that tells you how humans have evolved over time yeah but they collect it they they revere it they revere their history their past and we don't in a lot of ways we are we're buying a dunk from lebron james but yet we don't really care about what's in the American History Museum, what has come yeah. before us, those types of, you know what I mean? Like th- those are the types of things that makes me, makes me think about because collecting is one thing, but you're collecting something that gives you some type of a good feeling or value. And like, what are we collecting in this country if we don't have, like, what would you consider to be like the most priceless item in this country? Would you consider it to the White House? Because you they, re- they already rebuilt it once no i i i mean if you're gonna ask that question which is great i mean this is a great segue to this conversation um i think i think that the 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 priceless things that are here and this this may sound silly to a lot of people but it's like some of the national wonders that we have like the grand canyon yeah um like yellowstone park like not just yellowstone like the entire park 
like mm-hmm. that it's you know the everglades um that they're trying to protect from yeah you know so like the our physical land that we have um you know h- how that is how that is comprised i i watched this show on the Smithsonian channel uh, when I can catch it and when I can't catch it I'll I'll just go on and demand it uh it's called Aerial America uh if you haven't if you haven't seen it it's actually a great show well, so what they do is they do an aerial like a drone over all the states like you basically learn um the history of New Jersey pretty much in an hour like they go over like key places in the state um the shoreline the you know mm-hmm. the forest is all that kind of stuff and you learn about how as a resource how how valuable this country was and why there were so many wars fought over territories and why uh things were so wide open and and because the the native americans uh, uh for for lack of it they didn't look at land value the way we look at land value or the way the settlers did like they had territories where okay the apache hunts here the iroquois hunts here and there's like a, a knowledge of like that's their territory but mm-hmm. no one owns it i just can't come in and be like you know what i'm claiming this land now for the apache like they just kind of like so well you go to your corner i'll go to my corner and that's it but then here we come in and we're like okay we're gonna we're gonna boundary this land like we're gonna put physical boundaries on where these states begin and territories begin and end so i think going back to your original question i think it's basically like there's no there's nothing that we have other than the constitution, which is a speck when you talk about age yeah. against stuff like that's in Europe. It's a speck. It's less than, it's less than 275 years old. Like, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. I think we're what, it might be what, 256. I'm not even sure where, where we're at with it, but Getting it's, close. yeah, it's, it's less than the NFL is almost as old. It's the NFL is a hundred years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, so it goes to show you that relatively, uh, it's a young country. And to your point, that the reason that we don't stack up as well against European countries is because America again was only incorporated, I guess, in, in 70, 1776. Obviously, people were here prior to that, but as a established nation and sovereignty, that's when that happened. So, you know, again, collecting things. That was a collection. They collected landmass. They collect. They collected states. They, you know, they got Ohio territory and the Missouri territory, and you know, certain parts of the country became a collection. It was thirteen colonies, and then they collected the rest to, I guess, form their union. But you know, that that type of stuff is like, is to your point. Um, you know, we we can't digitalize certain things. You know, uh, not that we shouldn't. But we can't because it, it has to be something tangible. Like, what do you think? So I pose a question to you now. What would you say is probably one of the most valuable things in in America? You know, I that's a that's actually a tough question. It's hard, right? It's, it's hard. It's hard because <laughs> you want to go to like a physical building, but that yeah. doesn't tell you the story of America. I just looked it up. <laughs> the oldest the oldest landmark in this country was built somewhere between a thousand and fourteen hundred. But obviously, well before Columbus got here or anybody else mm-hmm. got here outside of, you know, the quote unquote discovered the country, even though the discovering uh, the, this this landmass, it was already here, obviously. Yeah. Like it just was a matter of they finally took the time to go across the ocean, which wasn't easy back then. As yeah. I think I mentioned on PF that 
going on a wooden boat would be like one of the worst things ever. Yeah. Um, no thanks. But you could also make the argument that here in America, we collected people for a really long time and not in the good way either. You know, like think about mm -hmm. all the people that we have usurped to gain the landmass that we collected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we purchased it, the Louisiana Purchase. We purchased that land from the French who it wasn't theirs to take anyway. Like there's so many things about how we have collected the land that we have collected, whereas a lot of European countries have come that, that that's been established for a really long time. And yeah. other people tried to do it that way. Alexander tried to create an, you know, an empire. The Persians tried to create an empire. And yet mm -hmm. um, you couldn't do it because you were buying something that wasn't yours. And yeah. now America is here and no, no countries really do that. Like no countries try to take something else. But here in America, I remember having this feeling too when I my mom lived in California and I went out there and I thought this doesn't feel like the same like when I grew up in New England there's at least history steeped back from the 1600s the pilgrims things of this nature yeah. right old old stuff by comparison and here in California it's like oh this is like the 1700s yeah yeah <laughs> and it doesn't feel Clark. the same <laughs> yeah but it doesn't feel the same and I think you're right like when you're talking about the history like when when Trump said make America great again what exactly are we keeping like what's at the core of america we talk about diversity and the melting pot and all that but like if you and i can't even think about something that would be our most treasured thing because to me the white house is not one of them because it burned down and they rebuilt it again yeah. so they could do it again but yeah is there like what's irreplaceable in this country and i think to your point it's all the stuff that we didn't create the stuff that was here before we ever yeah. got here yeah and we don't do enough we don't do enough preserving of that stuff the, the national parks you know, we don't also appreciate it like i've been to more fast food restaurants than i have been to probably national parks in this country mainly for, the, mainly for the fact yeah. that they're just all over the place yeah but yet so before we get to cowboy of the week what's one thing that you wish we collected or that people collected in this country that's not something like a card or a highlight or whatever like what do you think now that we've been through this pandemic you've told me you've learned a lot over the last year mm -hmm. about yourself about relationships mm -hmm. other people what's one thing that you wish people collected more of took the time to that collected more of yeah uh, like what mm. you know talking about how we don't have the same history of things here in this country like we can't what what's sacred to us like what are some things you wish humans kept more sacred that was something they collected similar to how my friend collects knowledge for instance like it's not a material well, thing well i i think i think precious metals because um our economy uh got the dollar nixon deregulated when i was born 1974. so our our economy for anyone who hasn't noticed how fragile the economy is think of uh what was it uh about two weeks ago three weeks ago now when that ship got stuck in the suez canal that all of a sudden you realize your amazon package that was coming in two days took a week and you're like what's going on are these guys not fucking working like what's going on and they're like no there there's been a, a hold up there's a ship blocking the canal and it there hundreds and thousands of ships just kind of like sitting there so it just shows you how if we have one event man-made that how we can stop our economy there's no there's no gold reserve there's no silver reserve or, or whatever i come from a country where we actually still work on a system where our economy is based on the raw materials that we that we have now import and export that's different from what i'm talking about but i wish that to your question i wish that we 
we everyone in this country i think should own like precious metals golds gold bars silver bars um maybe diamonds i mean i'm reaching here with that one but you know owning owning uh, a a thing where you can go to your son when he's 21 i'm like here i've got 10 gold bricks for you you know mm-hmm. go into the world and do do what you will with it you know or say hey i took those 10 gold bricks when you were born and we've you know gi- you know given them in or sold them or whatever and now we you know we're giving you $250,000 to start your life after college you know yeah. where you can you know something like that so i think i think uh collecting something like that and which comes with education of why we have these things mm-hmm. or, or why should we should have that so again i know it's a reach for the the answer but that's Not what really. i would have to come off my top of my head with yeah but see i don't i don't think it's a reach because i think it's it's steeped in the idea that we should know more about the history of what we're ta- of what we're having here like to me I feel like I wish we collected more of that perspective of the perspective of how, you know, we can say how great America is. And in a lot of ways it is, I'm very fortunate to live in this country, to have the freedoms that I do. But I think we do lack a lot of perspective about how things are in other places and how things have Mm -hmm. been in other places for a long, 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 long time. Like Mm -hmm. we're still babies by comparison. And there's a lot that America doesn't know. And we don't, we, we're so focused on things that aren't bettering the, the society as a whole. It's how is it benefiting me as a whole, like mm-hmm. totally. Whereas, can you imagine if for the last year we collected more compassion for people instead yeah. of toilet paper, for instance? Like, you can yeah. wipe your ass on any with any leaf out there. <laughs> <laughs> they did it for that. But those are the things I think of. And actually, this is why we don't script any of this. This is why we try not to say like what we want to talk about because I, you know, I started this thinking about this digital collecting having talked with you about collecting in general and now here we are thinking about man what is sacred here like we walk around thinking some of these things are sacred and yet we're not even really sure and if you're listening to this what are what do you think is sacred about this country what kind of landmarks do you feel are important that would be priceless if they went away and Mm -hmm. i can't really think of a lot of them that were made after the establishment of this country because everything seems replaceable sometimes yeah, you gotta look at you know like, that's why I picked you know some of the natural wonders, and it it kind of tied into what we were talking about earlier about my sister, mm-hmm. who has seen an an immense amount of states, number of states, and I haven't. Um, and the thing is, is like you know she's gone places where, you know, she's seen certain things like oh you you guys got to see this, and I'm like, but it's never it's never like a building or it's never something to that extent. I think the closest we may have to that would be our our Washington Mall. Yeah. Um, where you know, but again, those are honoring just, you know, past presidents and, and people of influence for, for the most part. Um but again, that that compared to the Pantheon, it's like mm-hmm. it's oh, that not even close. Yeah, that not even blew my mind. Yeah. Or or even like the Roman Coliseum. You're like, okay, I'm standing in a place where people were pretty much killed here for entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 a revered place, but it's hollow ground. It's you know, again, when you when you look at a war situation, the first thing that they do uh, is you know, obviously, war is not not fought to be fair, but they say, hey, listen, we're not going to bomb your churches and your mosques and your this and that, but we will bomb other things. But mm-hmm. you know, you have time to to move your stuff because if there's a carpet bombing, I can't guarantee that that building was not going to be hit. 
Yep. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So we got seven minutes left. So I think it's mm -hmm. time for our weekly segment. All right. Yes. Cowboy Cowboy of the Week. Who do you have for me this week? My guy's Ted Nugent. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and you know, guy, he's a singer. I'm not a fan of his music, obviously, but uh I found it interesting that for the betterment of a year and plus, he was clamoring about this is a fake pandemic. <laughs> it's bullshit. it's bullshit. They're fucking with us, all this all other stuff. He tests positive and he's he's having a rough go with it. Yes, he is. He's um, old. Yeah, he's having a rough go. He's in the he's in one of the uh he's in the demographic of like it's 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 life or literally life or death for him. Uh he he said he one at one point he felt like he was going to die. Um obviously I'm not wishing death on anyone, obviously. So I'm not, you know, I hope he gets better. Um, but when it happens to you, you have a different outlook. You kind of see, oh, they're not fucking around. This is not this is not a, a hoax. This is for real. This has happened. So um, I hope, you know, I wish him a speedy recovery and I hope that he saw the light, literally, not the light coming to get him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he saw the light. <laughs> he saw the light and um, he, he he's now spreading a message. And even through all of this, the reason he, he's my cowboy is that he was listening to other people tell him not to post his diagnosis, not to come out and says, hey, you know what? Let me rethink this thing. Maybe there's something to it that he literally teetered on not coming out and said that he had it. But if he had, had died from it, then it would have probably looked bad that he didn't say anything about it. So he's oh, yeah. my cowboy of the week. Um, I'm not happy about him being a cowboy, but it just shows you that, you know, the tail end of this thing, um, he could have got vaccinated because he was in that danger group, mm -hmm. but he didn't. He and he rolled the dice and the dice got him. So That's he's my right. cowboy. Uh, my cowboy of the week, his name is DeVincent Spriggs. Uh, he is the man who attempted to start a fight with aaron donald uh at a bar because yeah, he thought that. he thought aaron donald was a guy who got into a fight with him earlier in the day so he decided to take matters into his own hands and swing a bottle at uh aaron donald and the original story was that aaron donald beat the crap out of the guy but then it comes to find out the guy made a mistake tried to fight aaron donald which i don't get that at all because like i really <laughs> um even if you don't recognize his face he is jacked like, yeah <laughs> and he's with, he's probably with another uh, set of other jacked guys so this so, could turn out really bad for you <laughs> you know what happened is he w took a swing at aaron donald and the guys that aaron was with went to go kick his ass and aaron donald actually saved the guy and was like whoa, 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 whoa like don't do that or whatever so the guy issued a public apology saying he mistook aaron donald for another guy who had assaulted him earlier in the day or whatever and I'm giving him the Cowboy of the Week because instead of just trying to find out, he went the route of total Cowboy swinging a bottle at yeah. this guy who could pre pretty much break you in half. So yeah. uh, kudos to that guy. I, I have to give him props for publicly apologizing, though. Yeah, um, I, I would give him still. that. And and I'm really glad that it, it it didn't turn out to be a tragic story Yeah, where Aaron's people you know, could have killed the guy or he could have killed Aaron Donald. And then found out later on that's not the guy you had a, a, a beef with that's some yeah. other guy you know exactly. it's it's you know and again you know i heard i heard the story briefly um and i think it was on pat mcafee show that i heard it um and they were talking about him and aj hawk was talking about how you know when you're out and about um thank god for the surveillance systems now because a lot of it i said 90 percent of it was caught on video 
Yep. You know, we, we, we complain about how Big Brother's watching and invading all parts of our life. But obviously, I, I, I don't welcome it, a lot of it, but I do understand that there should be a level of surveillance because, you know, th these things can exonerate or incriminate depending mm -hmm. on depending on where you fall on that side of that coin. You know, it's, it's it, like I said, it, it, I'm glad it turned out to be that. And again, kudos to, to Aaron for saving the guy because a lot of us would be like, you know what? Got swung, mm -hmm. got swung a bottle on me. Could have took my eye out. Could have, um, you know, could have literally en ended my career. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know this guy. So yeah, I'm yep. glad it, I'm glad everything kind of turned out. I, I think someone got sued. Did they try to sue? They sue tried to sue something? Aaron, sue Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, come song. on, bro. What the fuck? Like, are you guys serious? So yeah, I'm 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 totally glad it, it wasn't a, another type of story that we're talking about right now. For sure. Two minutes left. Uh one my, my uh honorable mention is Bernie Madoff, who died. Uh fuck him. And yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> he got off light. Yeah, everyone, everyone. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have a runner. I didn't have a runner up this week. But everyone said that, and obviously, I'm not a. You know, I'm not a fan of the guy either. But I was always interested in his story, and I wish that they would would have he would would have written a book to kind of explain the greed or whatever he was influenced by. But uh, I think The Wizard of Lies, the movie that Robert De Niro yeah. played him, um, probably is all I'm going to get from it. So. But but it wasn't it was it was barely a back a back page story, mm -hmm. like oh, no one no no one gave a fuck like no one it wasn't like breaking news Bernie you know it was like I think CNN splurged it and then went right to like a dog show or some shit I was like wow yep. like that's it's amazing <laughs> cost, cost a lot of those people money oh um, yeah yeah. But oh, yeah. uh, I appreciate you you uh, you know being patient with the topic you weren't familiar <laughs> with but a couple couple of plugs to make. Uh, obviously, you want to check out all of our old episodes. Head out to MaddieIceMedia.com. Check out the manual. I know you're you have some things lined up. You're hoping to get some episodes out. Uh, yeah. I have a new episode of Soulfully coming out later, and then you and Dave are uh, getting p uh, political football back up on Friday. So um, yeah, definitely check up. those things out. So I appreciate it, man. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Good luck on uh, Friday, and uh, everybody will catch you out down the road. Sounds good, bro. Peace.